What teams come to mind when you think legendary basketball? The 1982-83 76ers, the 2000-2001 Lakers, 1990-1991 Chicago Bulls. How about the 1993 Sanborn Eagles, the Oakland, California elementary basketball team? Now don't scoff at the word elementary. This team had one of the most exciting seasons of all time, a 1993 championship run that made them one of the most highly publicized teams at the time. They were featured in the Oakland Tribune newspaper and Cal High Sports Magazine. They were the only team to have their championship game televised by KDOL TV 13. KMEL 106.1 Radio congratulated them on the air. Their historical season caught the attention of the Golden State Warriors. They provided basketball uniforms, basketball camps, clinics for the city of Oakland and Bay Area, and game tickets. But it wasn't just a legendary team. They were a family. As you can imagine, you only go so far as a winner if you just show up to practice, do your thing, and leave. A real sports team knows that they are only as strong as the knots they form with each other. You have one chance in this life, two or three if you're lucky, to best insurmountable odds and carve your name into history. And the Sanborn Eagles did just that. But they did it as a family, as an unbreakable connection that, even outside of basketball, made them who they are today. This isn't an ad in the true sense, friends. This is a tribute to the 30th anniversary of a truly legendary team that deserves to stand at the podium of the greats. The team members, now grown, are all family and a testament to how being a part of a team can change your life. Happy 30th, fellas, and thanks for the memories. Also, I will be including a link in the description to their YouTube channel. Subscribe and share it with your family and friends. Like and comment if you find their classic basketball videos amazing. I sure do. This is from Unilad. The fuck is a Unilad? Its website is called Unilad, and they have a weird news section. What's a Unilad? Somebody tell me. I would look it up online, but we're rolling. Unilad? Does that mean just like one dude? Anyway, headline. CVS replaces toilet paper with photo of the product amidst rise in thefts. <laughs> Did you hear that? CVS replaces toilet paper on the shelves with photos of toilet paper because people keep stealing them. <laughs> Remember when COVID hit? Rob Halford told us, don't be a toilet paper hoarder. Okay? It seems like some of you didn't listen to Rob Halford. You're going straight to fucking hell, boy. People are flooding the social media in shock after a Washington, D.C. branch of CVS Pharmacy replaced toilet roll <laughs> with photographs of the products. You have to ask somebody now. Yeah, because you people are fucking animals. Stealing toilet paper? Really? I know everything's gone up in price, but damn. When you're sitting on the john and the toilet paper's gone, be a man. Use your hand. While some people have such an abundance of loo roll... Oh, They've been using it in their fridge as well as their bathroom. Others have been left to resort to stealing the shit. Yes. You've been living under a rock this past year, didn't realize we're in the midst of a cost of living crisis. Then perhaps these images will deadly drill in the severity of the situation. If 
Photographs taken at CVS Pharmacy in Washington's D.C. have revealed the shelves stripped of tweepy and replaced with framed photographs of the products. Wow. Wow. Press button if you need assistance. Yes, there is a button. Apparently, CVS on 8th Street and this fucking area have to pull the toilet paper in the back, stop it from being stolen, and a lot of other stores are following suit. Why are you guys stealing toilet paper? Are things that bad? I mean, damn. That's crazy. Use a, use a fucking spoon or something. Those have gone up, too. What the hell are you going to use? I saw a porcupine outside. Have fun. Anyway, guys, welcome to No Disclosure. This pod- <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Spotify, <laughs> Asylum 817 Productions, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news. Anyway, guys, before we get into it, I just want to let you know, thank you for letting me take my week off. I was about ready to put a goddamn bullet in my head. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I did want to kill myself. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I I needed my break. You know, you got to have your breaks. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your wiener. It, it, you just, you got to do it. And I needed a break. I was starting to feel, li- I, was, I was feeling a little bit burned out, you know, a little, little toasty, but I'm back. I'm raring to go, man. I'm like human Viagra over here. So let's do it. This is from WQOW.com. If you want to say it, you know, just spelled out. Man arrested for OWI or, owie! no, I'm just kidding. Man arrested for OWI. After driving to jail intoxicated to pick up another intoxicated individual. Uh-huh. Was this in Florida? <laughs> oh, it's Wisconsin. Okay. Washburn County. 36-year-old man from Spooner. From Spooner? Was arrested for OWI. What? Operating while intoxicated? Yeah, that's what that means. Or, owie! <laughs> with a six-year-old in the car. <laughs> you drive drunk, there's going to be an owie. Don't do it. With a six, And it's not going to be you either. You know why drunk people don't get injured in accidents? Because they're drunk. Because they're loosey-goosey. They don't tense up when they get in an accident. That's why they always survive. Uh, six-year-old in the car. After arriving at the pop-up, you piece of shit. There it goes. Damn it. Trying to read news here, pop-up stuff. Thank you, Sweetwater. I know it's a targeted ad, and I love you. But I'm, I'm working here, man. After arriving at the Washburn County Sheriff's Department jail intoxicated. Yeah. Yeah. Arrested for OWI. Picking up another intoxicated guy. Jeez. You couldn't wait till you got home. According to the Wisconsin State Patrol, Anthony... Oh, God. Here we go. Koprowski? Koprowski. Let's just call him Carl Bratanilanilewski. Had driven to the jail just before 7 p.m. to pick... At 7 p.m.? Okay. To pick up another intoxicated individual that had been arrested earlier Saturday evening. Jail staff noticed... ...appeared intoxicated. Jeez. Sitting in his car in the parking lot, Trooper also noticed he appeared intoxicated. And after sobriety testing, guess what? He was drunk as a motherfucker. My God. You're going to a place where cops are. <laughs> you're going to pick up another intoxicated guy. It doesn't matter, okay? If you're drunk, maybe you shouldn't go to a cop shop. Maybe that's a bad idea. <laughs> Man, you need some fucking help, dude. Seriously. I got my problems, but shit. This is from Fox 59. Parents sue after Volkswagen tracking firm refused to find a stolen SUV with a kidnapped boy. What? Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. Parents sue 
after Volkswagen tracking firm refused to find stolen SUV with a kidnapped boy. What? How'd that happen? Volkswagen, what the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy. Libertyville, did they not pay insurance? <laughs> That's fucked up. It's probably something like that, though, seriously. You know, companies are these days. The parents of a toddler who was kidnapped during a carjacking earlier this year suing the automaker. I can't believe it. The incident happened in Libertyville, Illinois, Illinois, in February when Taylor Shepard, who was pregnant at the time, was returning home. Shepard explained to Nextcar's WGN that uh, as she went to retrieve her two-year-old son from the car, an assailant pulled up behind her. Uh, 2021 Volkswagen Atlas assaulted her and knocked her to the ground. She was pregnant too? Somebody please tell me that's attempted murder. I mean, seriously. You can't knock a pregnant woman down. They don't bounce, man. That's fucked up. According to the lawsuit, the assailant then stole the Atlas with the two-year-old boy in it and fled, running Shepard over. Holy shit. Is the baby Okay. She was still able to call 911, Lake County Sheriff's Office said earlier this year. Attorneys for the family claim Volkswagen refused to assist authorities in tracking the car until payment of the tracking system was paid and activated. You sons of bitches. That's messed up. That's really fucked up. The lawsuit claims a deputy from the Lake County Sheriff's Office contacted Volkswagen and requested the GPS tracking location data from the vehicle and explained the extremely exigent circumstances and the situation was life or death, Volkswagen did not give a fuck. The deputy was informed that the vehicle's free trial period for the Carnet services expired. A subscription of $150 was required. Are you kidding me? And you said that to a cop too? <sighs> the detective had to work out getting a credit card number and then call the rep back to pay the 100 I'm not shitting you. This actually happened. And at the time, the representative provided the GPS location. You heartless sons of bitches. That's crazy. I hope they sue your fucking ass. Well, they are. I hope they fucking win, too. That's crazy. Serious breach of the process. They're addressing the situation with the parties involved. Shepard and her husband are now suing. Yeah, I hope so. That's crazy. They're asking for 50 grand. 50 grand? I mean, that sounds like a pretty serious carjacking. I mean, you were pregnant, you were knocked to the ground, you were run over, your two-year-old was taken like a sack of fucking Oreos. That's crazy, man. And you're only asking for 50 grand? You're way nicer than I am. Shepard now calls her son, Noah, who she was pregnant with at the time, a real-life miracle baby. So the baby is okay. Well, that's good. At least everything had a happy ending. I hope it has a happier ending and Volkswagen owes you their kitchen fucking sink. That's crazy. Wow. I'm not going to tell you what company I work for, but I work in insurance. And uh, some of the policies, man. Uh, Donald, you probably know about this, one of our patrons. But it's like uh, you have to learn how to completely disconnect. Completely disconnect. Uh, Volkswagen took that shit to the extreme. <laughs> But yeah, some of those policies, I mean, they just break your heart telling people that you can't do this, can't do that. I mean, I get it. But a kidnapped two-year-old? Fuckers. This is from the New York Times. Police cast a dragnet for $10,000 worth of stolen donuts. <laughs> Homer Simpson's on the loose. What are you going to do with $10,000 of worth of donuts? What are you going to do with those? Resell them? They're not going to keep for very long. Are they Krispy Kremes? Because <laughs> they look like Krispy Kremes. Or is this a stock photo? A woman thought she was stealing a van. She got thousands of donuts also. 
<laughs> a bonus party. <laughs> Talk about a sticky fingered thief. Ooh, I got more puns. You want another one? It's a crime you can't sugarcoat. <laughs> oh, I got them all day. I've heard of stealing some dough, but this is ridiculous. Ooh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, no more. I promise. The tale began at 4 a.m. on Wednesday in Carlingford, Australia, near Sydney, when a delivery driver working the night shift stopped his van to make a quick stop at a 7-Eleven. Closed circuit footage of the scene shows a woman milling around the gas pumps at the attached service station, or servo to the Australians. Ah, I'm thinking about you guys. Oh, yeah. You're my uh, third largest country, you know, that listens to No Disclosure. It's a U.S., U.K., and Australia. Uh-huh. I gotta think. I gotta cater some more slang to you guys. <coughs> I started choking. That's cool. You almost witnessed my death on the show. I wasn't drinking anything. I wasn't eating anything. Your host just choked on air. That's my life. Carrying on. <laughs> my life is so fucking stupid. Sometimes I swear to God. What makes the story more compelling? <laughs> Who chokes on air? Who? It's like I forgot how to breathe. What makes the story more compelling than a typical opportunistic vehicle theft is the van's context. 10,000 Krispy Kreme donuts. The treats were bound for shops in Newcastle, but instead, and they ain't getting there. As of Friday, the news, <laughs> now they're evidence. <clears throat> now, my, now my throat's all fucked up. As of Friday, the New South Wales police had not made any arrests, although they are, well, you know, hungry too. The department posted an appeal for help from the public next to items about a brawl in Warrawong and a missing man from Wagga Wagga. What, what is this? Is this just fucking gibberish now? Because, I, I mean, I, it's probably like, uh, you know, slang for... Uh, that's probably what I'm reading. It's more Australian slang that I don't understand. Fuck you, article. I, don't, I need to bone up on my Australian slang. If an arrest, but okay, a couple more puns. All right, if I may. If an arrest is made, it is expected to be followed by sweet justice leavened with mercy. <laughs> Perhaps the police will be hunting for someone with a glazed expression, and that's the whole truth. Anyway, subscribers, it was nice having you. <laughs> Spotify, it was nice having you. Patrons, it was nice having you around. I'm sorry for the dad puns. I, I just, I could not help myself. I'm really, I'm sorry. I've been up for about 24 hours. I'm sleep happy. And uh, sometimes puns are my only fucking reason to live. This is from the BBC or the Bubik. Milford Haven. Garden ornament turns out to be a live bomb. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so I see a picture of it. Wow. Okay, a couple who kept an old missile as a garden ornament said it was like a passing of an old friend when it was detonated by a bomb disposal team. Yeah, it was still live. How old is this thing? The bomb, which had been outside the home of Son and Jeffrey Edwards in Milford Haven, Pembrokeshire, is thought to date from the late 19th century. Wow, it was still live? That's fucking terrifying. And that's like the ugliest lawn ornament in the fucking world. It's just some shitty looking, like, rusty red looking lawn dildo. I mean, it's not even cool looking. It doesn't even look like a missile. You you use that as a lawn ornament? Looks fucking stupid. The bomb, which had been outside the... Oh, it was already there when they moved. Okay, how did it get there? <laughs> oh my god. They thought it was a dummy bomb with no charge. You knew it was a bomb?! And you didn't tell anybody? Herp, herp, herp. 
Oh my god! If it was me, the way that my luck works, that shit would have blown the fuck up. <clears throat> wow, you guys are lucky. If you're wondering, the Ministry of Defense said it removed a 64-pound naval projectile. Yeah. And <laughs> you're not going to believe this. Mrs. Edwards said she used to bang her trowel on the bomb to remove earth after gardening. You ever see those old Looney Tunes cartoons where they, uh, like, what was it? Wiley Coyote would, like, fall off a cliff or get hit in the head or something. Or Daffy Duck would get hit in the head and they would, like, hit the mallet, you know, a giant bullet with the mallet. And then it would go, bah! you know, like that. That really does happen. That's why that joke is in there. So she banged a garden trowel on top of a fucking bomb. <laughs> That's crazy. My luck, I'd be fucking dead. On Wednesday evening, a police officer knocked on the door to tell the couple he had spotted the bomb and had to alert the Ministry of Defense. This is a real deal. An hour later, he told the shocked couple the bomb squad would arrive the next day. And they did. They got evacuated, detonated the sumbitch. That's crazy. The history of the bomb by the Morris family, who a relative used to own the house, they had found it more than 100 years ago. And it was still alive. Wow, Brits, you guys sure know how to make fucking bombs. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Man, that's crazy. Damn. Still alive after all that time? Really? That's nuts, man. And that just oh, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, she used to bang on it with a garden trowel to get earth off of it. Oh, my God. Lady, I don't know what you got in Britain. You guys have a lottery, right? Do you? You guys have a lottery over there? I suggest buying a ticket. <laughs> You're fucking lucky as shit. Special thanks to this week's sponsor, Dr. Cliff Burt and Friends Sports Talk, featuring the best in women's sports and HBCU athletics. Woman of the Month in Review 2023, Woman Executive of the Week, Amy Brooks, NAIA and NCAA D1, D2 and D3 Volleyball Championship Updates. Women's CIAA, SIAC, and Division I basketball updates. MEAC, SWAC, and CIAA bowling updates. NCAA Division II football playoff updates. NCAA Division I top 10 update and early national championship playoff picture. NFL Week 13 updates. HBCU men's basketball updates. CIAA and SIAC. DI men's basketball update. NBA updates. Does any of that sound awesome to you? Well, check out the link in this episode's description and show them some love. This is from The Guardian. Yeah. Hi, Guardian. It's been a while. Paraguay official resigns after signing an agreement with a fictional country. <laughs> Sounds like one of our government heads, doesn't it? You expect this kind of stupid shit out of America. We got a president that can't even walk off a fucking stage. And you got this Arnaldo Chamorro. He was replaced straight up after he signed a proclamation with red representatives of fugitive Indian gurus fake country. What was the country called? What was it called? I want to know. Was it the Smackahoe tribe? Was it the Chocahoe nation? Huh? Paraguayan government official has been replaced. <laughs> it just says straight up replaced. Wasn't forced to resign. Didn't walk off into the sunset. Replaced. That means get the fuck out of here, dumb shit. Why can't you do that stuff here? When we have later leaders who aren't even cognitively aware, half of the people running this country in America, I'm not even sure if they're fucking sentient. 
It was revealed that he signed a memorandum of understanding with representatives of a fugitive Indian guru's fictional country who also appear to have duped several other officials in South America. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <clears throat> what was it called? What was it called? Representatives of the United States of Kilasa? The United States of Kilasa. <laughs> I'm not the most worldly guy. All right. I... Uh... I didn't do very well in geography class. Amber French sat, sat right next to me, and she wore those fucking spaghetti straps. Back in the day when you could go to school in spaghetti straps, I spent way too much time in the back of the class mat sleeping to really pay attention in geography class. But I know that there is no United States of California. It has a website, by the way. <laughs> wow, they went far with it. Described as the revival of the ancient, enlightened Hindu civilizational nation, which is being revived by displaced Hindus from around the world. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Led by a self-styled guru, I'm not even going to pronounce that, who was wanted in India on a lot of charges, including sexual assault. His whereabouts are unknown. This is a fucking rabbit hole. Oh my God, I could write a book about this shit. This is gold. <laughs> Proclamation expressed a sincere wish and recommendation for the government of Paraguay to consider, explore, and actively seek the establishment of diplomatic relations with uh, a country that does not exist. <laughs> Run by a guy, or, you know, scammed, a scam came up by a guy who is wanted on sexual assault, assault charges and God knows what else. Good job there, Paraguay guy. What, what's his name again? Duty McDooter. We'll just call him Duty McDooterton. Arnaldo Ar Ar Camorro. We'll just call him Arnaldo uh, Biden. <laughs> it's about as fucking stupid. Photos posted in Cali. I don't know where you, where you lean politically, but, uh, you know, I just got to let you know. Okay. I don't give a shit. As I've said on this podcast before, I don't give a damn who you vote for. I don't care. Vote for Biden, vote for Trump, vote for Hillary. I don't care. Because whoever you vote for, this is America. You think you're free? <laughs> they don't give a shit about you. They never have and they never will. They don't give a shit about your retirement. They don't give a shit about your money. They don't give a shit about your kids. They don't give a shit about your fucking family. They don't give a shit about your kids before or after they're born. Yeah, I said that. And I'm from a time where it was okay to have opinions. Remember? Go watch an old movie sometime. And you'll see a character, just pop in a bunch of old movies. Just keep watching them until you hear the line, it's a free country, I can do whatever I want. It won't be very long. You won't go through a lot of movies before you hear that line. But you know why? Because people used to say that. Yeah. You used to be able to say whatever the fuck you want. Everybody who runs our government is a fucking out-of-touch, old geezer dumb shit. This is something that you would expect out of American <laughs> politics. That's great. So it duped the entire country of Paraguay. But what's cool is they booted the guy. That's awesome. Why can't that happen here with these fucking morons? Aaron, you know how hard it is to train this out of my head? I'm about to say the word, so you can skip a couple seconds. You know, I know you're offended by that. But, you know, there's no excuse for it. I know there's no excuse for it. The word retard. There's no excuse for it. And I do agree. I think it's a nasty fucking word. It's a devastating fucking word. 
And I do think that, you know, there are things that do need to change as far as our nomenclature and stuff like, you know, but it's, it's not an opinion thing. I agree with you. I think that the R word is pretty nasty. You know how hard it is not to say that? Because I've said it like my whole life. Sometimes I'll go and I'll catch myself. <laughs> I'm doing a good job. I hope, I hope that you see that I'm doing a good job as far as controlling my language and not saying the R word. You know what I mean? God damn it. Um, I'm working on cleaning my motherfucking mouth up. I really am. I'm doing a good goddamn job. This is from... No, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm being serious. The R word. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying my absolute hardest. I know I'm going to slip up here and there, Aaron. I know I have even recently, but I'm trying. I know. It's, it's a fucking horrible word. But uh, I got to come up with a better one, you know, because that word just... it. I don't know. When you're dealing with somebody so completely fucking stupid... It just rolled off the tongue so well. And I know it's a bad word. We got to come up with something else. I'll think about it. I'll get back to you. I don't know. Cream corn. McGipsy. Uh, Wonkavator. I'll come up with something. This is from the Independent. Or Biden. Let's call him Biden, huh? This is from the Independent. Or politician. <laughs> Mystery. As inflatable Santa was gunned down in a suspected drive-by shooting. <laughs> no, you killed Santa. <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> All those poor little kids. All those guys at NORAD. What are they going to do on Christmas? You killed him. <laughs> you killed him. <laughs> What's Mrs. Claus going to do? Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, Friday's uh, family's holiday cheer was suddenly deflated. Oh, this is the pun episode. Okay, I promised I wouldn't do any more. I'll quit. When they found out their giant Santa inflatable flat on the ground with a fucking bullet hole in it. Did they mean to gun Santa? Wow, somebody fucking hates Christmas. Wow. Was it an accident or did they mean to? (laughs) This happened in Kentucky. This is where I live. Cool. Kentucky resident. And where did this happen? Lexington? <laughs> We're like three hours away. Or four, right? Four hours away from Lexington. Oh, boy. We should go pay our respects to the inflatable sands. <laughs> We're within driving distance. I want. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to drive to Lexington and go see the dead inflatable Santa and tie a get well balloon to it. <laughs> It makes me think of those pictures of roadkill where people go out and find roadkill and they tie get well balloons and leave get well cards on the roadkill. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's fucked up, but it's hilarious. I didn't think I would laugh that hard at that. Oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. Someone fucking drive by Santa. That's fucked. That's fucked. <laughs> What the hell, man? God, that's awful. Jeez, Donald Nelson (laughs) had just finished putting up Christmas decorations. Outside his family home in Lexington days earlier, including a brand new $200. (laughs) Fucking done. I snorted again. Okay, man. Uh, get it together, dipshit. All right, baby, baby. Watergate scandal. Okay, we're good. Yet the family's holiday cheer was suddenly deflated. I know I said that. I gotta say it again. 
when they found the inflatable flat on the ground with a fucking bullet hole in it. That's that's fucked up. Mr. Nelson told the outlet he and his wife had been sitting on the couch at about 8.15 p.m. when they heard a bang outside. Was it on purpose? There's there's a video? Oh, my God, they did. That's a big-ass fucking Santa, too. That was on purpose? They shot the Santa on purpose. Damn, dude. You got some fucking problems. Whoever did that, I hope you have a therapist. Whoever did that, you need to call your fucking mom. That's messed up. I can't believe it. He actually drove past the Santa, turned around, and shot at it. 18-inch bullet in it. That's a big... <laughs> Mr. Nelson said he has some friendly neighbors who will sew Santa up again so he could return to his position in the front yard, but he said his fears that the apparent shootings could happen again. I'm sorry, but this is one of those where you just got to cut your fucking losses. Someone drive-bys your fucking Santa, maybe don't put it up again because you're not going to be as lucky ne next time. It's going to pass right through Santa's dick and into your living room window. I wouldn't do it, honestly. Oh, my God. If they've done just one, they'll probably do several, right? That's crazy. Nobody was hurt, thank God. Well, aside from, you know, Chris Kringle over there. <laughs> At the end of the... <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't read this article anymore. I just can't. It fucking shattered my brain. All right, can, can, we go to, can we go to something else, please? Something a little bit more normal. Okay, here we go. Normal. Normal, thank God. From Yahoo News, a Vietnamese man experiencing severe headaches for five months discovers he has chopsticks in his brain. <laughs> Vietnamese man experiencing severe headaches for five months had chopsticks in his brain. How do you get chopsticks in your brain? How? How does that happen? I want some explanation here, Mr. Vietnam guy. 35-year-old man in Vietnam who experienced severe headaches. How? It was, it was lodged in his fucking skull. November 25th, the man sought medical help at the Cuba Friendship Hospital in Dong Hoi, where he complained of... <laughs> I said Dong. Where he complained of severe headaches along with fluid discharge and loss. Yeah. CT scans revealed tension, panicinocomocomocomolis. That's not the real term. A very rare... Well, it's phonetically kind of. A very rare and potentially life-threatening condition causing increased intracranial pressure. How did penetrated his nose and entered his fucking brain? I don't get it. He recalled being involved in a flight five months earlier where he was drinking, although his memory was hazy. Yeah, because I know, you know what? I never drank alcohol in my life and then woke up the next day being like, you know what? I'm proud of myself. I'm glad I did that. <laughs> See, this is what happens. You drink a little too much, you wake up, you got chopsticks in your fucking brain. He remembered being stabbed in the face, possibly with the chopsticks. He go, well, okay, wait a minute. His memory was hazy, but he remembers getting stabbed on a plane with chopsticks? Two of them? <clears throat> Who attacked him? Fucking Jackie Chan? When he visited the hospital after the altercation, medical professionals found no irregularities. What? Okay, I'm getting more confused. The patient suspected that the utensils were lodged in his... And then the article just ends. It just ends. Wow. That's nice. I would have liked to have known some information. Did he really get stabbed? How did the chop chopsticks like really go into his brain? Aren't chopsticks pretty fucking long? Do they have like shorter ones that they give out on planes? Because these look kind of small. Did they break off? What's the deal? I have a lot of questions. This ended like a fucking Shakespeare play. Good job, guys. Why don't you just say, and then every... 
There once was an ugly duckling. He was so ugly that everyone died. The end. Good fucking job. Can we... <laughs> stupid. Can we do one more? <clears throat> okay, here we go. Um, I don't want to read that one. Uh, let's see. Come on, give me something. Skibbity bat. I haven't done a skibbity bat bow skibbity bay in a while, have I? I haven't. It's been a while. Because I haven't done an old school episode of No Disclosure like this in quite some time. I haven't. Wow. How long has it been since I gave you a skibbity boop bow skibbity bay skibbity wop? That's crazy. Okay, found something. Newsweek. Jailed Russians forced to listen to Bon Jovi and Moby songs on repeat. <laughs> bon Jovi has some good songs. Moby has some terrific songs. So you're torturing people by making them listen to Bon Jovi, Moby, ACDC's Thunderstruck. Hey, now. Hey, 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 hey. We're getting into blasphemous territory here. ACDC fucking rules. Okay, you don't torture people with ACDC. Thunderstruck is badass. You play that at celebrations, damn it. According to one political prisoner there, other songs included the Russian national anthem and songs about Moscow. See, that's what you do. You fuck with their heads. I'm not condoning that kind of torture, but really? Bon Jovi? Moby? They have great songs. I mean, Bon Jovi's not the greatest fucking band out there or singer or hairdo i mean it's not the, yeah, but it's not bad his songs are uh, kind of on the lame side he's got some good shit moby fucking he's awesome why don't you torture people with music that actually sucks <laughs> well I mean, they're from russia so they probably i don't know they probably hear that shit there right do they listen to that kind of stuff there russians i got people from russia here do you guys listen to bon jovi and acdc and shit why are they torturing people with that is it like Alien Tune? You're wondering what the hell's going on. Remember because they, uh, like the Iraqi prisoners, what was it at, uh, uh, where was it? We were torturing, uh, the U.S. was torturing Iraqi prisoners by like blasting Metallica music and stuff. Dude, Metallica fucking rules. I can understand if you're from a different country or whatever, you probably don't understand it, what the hell's going on. But listening to music on repeat for 24 hours a day, still, that's got to drive you nuts. Why couldn't you play something that would like literally drive you insane and it didn't? It wouldn't have to take all day? Play Tiny Tim. Play anything by fucking Mariah Carey. You know what I mean? Anything. Play We Built This City by Jefferson Starship. That song makes me want to fucking kill myself. And I only feel that way 10 minutes into the fucking song. You play it twice, I'm going out a goddamn window. Why don't you play that shit? You play music that's cool? Shame, shame, shame. Anyway, guys, I'll catch you later. That's all we got. <laughs> what? Seriously? Play music that sucks. You play music that's like debatable. I don't know. Debatably good. Play shitty music. Play fucking Kiss or something. Speaking of which, I, I know I'm not a Kiss fan. I appreciate Kiss and I respect them because if it wasn't for Kiss, a lot of my favorite bands wouldn't be around. The reason I don't like Kiss is because, uh, I'll put it this way. Most bands want to be the Beatles. Kiss wanted to be Coca-Cola. I'm just saying. That's all friends. Special thing, but, you know, congratulations on your last concert. It's been, what, 50 fucking years these guys have been around? Their last ever show, Madison Square Garden. 
It's an end of an era, whether you like that band or not. That's all, friends. Special thanks to this week's sponsors who make the show possible. Make sure to check out the link to our Patreon page in this episode's description, where as little as a dollar a month, you can get everything from bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, giveaways of certain tiers, outtakes, bloopers, and a podcast just for the patrons. Who does that? This guy. Special thanks to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, Dillagaff. I appreciate you. That's all we got now. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. God, I hate that song. We built this city. We built this city on shitty songs. Should have never been written. I'd rather listen to a fucking baby get beaten to death. Did you know it's the faces here? Notice closure, vicious mist. Confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Nothing has a right to grow. If you're digging the music that you're hearing as much as I do, then check the link in the description to show our week's sponsor some support. This is Never Giving Up On You by Max Isa. Show her some love and head to that link. I hope you enjoy this little sample of the tune here, but man, you gotta hear the whole song. It is awesome.